Welcome Spartans to Podcast Evolve, your home for Halo. I'm your host today, David, and with me is Oren. Hey, everybody. That's right, he's back. And Krista Brown. Hey! I'm excited for this one. Oh, yes, she is. Um, so this week's <laughs> character dossier is focused on 343 Guilty Spark, that lovely, lovely fellow. Um, so we got lots to talk about. But before we get started, let's do some stuffs. Um, if you're new to the show, welcome. Podcast Evolved is a host to a variety of shows. This is our main show where we talk about the Halo news lore and to you, the listeners. Um, our other shows are Mission Debrief, Halo Book Club and Builds of Blocks. We also have a Halo Headlines kind of series that's kind of like a mini series ongoing with kind of breakout newses and stuff like that. Um, you can learn about all of them on our awesome website, halopodcastevolved.com. If you're already a fan of the show, we ask you to rate us and leave a review. Those kind of things really do help us. Um, give us some feedback, what's working, what's not working, and we aim to improve all the time. If you guys are interested in the Halo Championship Series or a fan of esports in general, we actually have a partnership, so we'd like you to reach out to HCS Pro Talk with Josh and Will. So we have a little bit of a collab going back and forward with these guys, so they cover that news beat so we don't have to. Um... You can find them on any of your podcast feeds. We would also like to take this moment to thank all our patrons. That's right, we got a Patreon. It's pretty damn cool. Thank you guys so much. Like every episode, it's it's just crazy. You guys are there. You've you've done it all. The last two years have been pretty incredible. Um, and you know, just having having you guys to support us is, is pretty amazing. So thank you all so much. Um. If you think you'd like to be one, um, patrons get a variety of exclusive rewards. Uh, early episodes, the usual kind of stuff, bits of swag that we have um, for our own merch over there. Um, access to our own soundtrack, which is still crazy to say. Um, there's 18 tracks. It was made by Trey Anderson, and it's pretty incredible. Um, you probably heard it. It's where we do all our intros and outros now is from our own music. It's pretty cool. So head over to patreon.com forward slash Halo Podcast Evolved if you'd like to learn more. And finally, we would like our listeners to support, should you so choose Audible. Um, over there, you can get everything. Pretty much all the Halo novels are up there. Um, there's thousands of other books. Crazy amounts of content is over there. And if you want a free trial, we got one for you. It's called audibletrial.com slash podcastevolved. That gives us a little bump and we'll give you a free trial. So, now that we've done all the stuffs, we are ready to talk some Halos. So I will ask Oren Demang. Where have you been? What have you done? What are you playing? Tell me about it. Well, I have uh, been in the middle of a move, so I've been again. Uh, Orin's always moving. Playing. Yeah, again. No, but this should be one of the last ones for a while. Uh, Margaret and I are really living in an area that we really like, um, so we are very happy about that. Unpacked the TV and got the internet recently. So today, actually, as of recording, I managed to play some Master Chief Collection, booted up some Halo 3 competitive, and uh, for the most part, had some really solid games. Had uh, one disconnect and uh, lost another one. But other than that, uh, it was a good, Still got it. very good time. Still got it. I got a perfection in one of the games, so I was very proud of that. Damn. So that doesn't happen too often. Ooh. Um, so I that's zero I deaths, really isn't it? Is that perfection? Fifteen kills, yeah, fif- zero deaths. Fifteen kills, zero deaths. I, th- I think I had like sixteen or seventeen kills. Um, All right, so Aaron, calm down. Was, like uh, a lot of a lot of sword play on lockout, and uh, yeah, it was a good time. So, but um, but yeah, just kind of getting back into the swing of things. We have a busy summer ahead of us from the uh, podcast and just video game world. So. 
really looking forward to that and uh, we'll have a little bit of a break from work as well so uh, should be able to get back in the swing of things and, and produce some more podcast content oh, for you yeah guys. I love it when Oren has no work it's great <laughs> he does <laughs> yeah, all David, the podcast yeah, work it's when amazing. he doesn't have any real work <laughs> yeah I get so lazy yes. when Oren doesn't have work it's great yep mm-hmm so it sounds um, like you've been working on the podcast the last few weeks, huh? <laughs> uh, some of the guys we have been picking a up break. a lot of slack, to be fair. Um, <laughs> we got these new kids in, and it's great. They do all the work. Um, Dude, the new kids are so uh, like eager to do things. It's great. Yeah, It's great. It's just like, all right, I'm just going to show up for the podcast at this point. <laughs> you can see why companies bring in all these interns. And... I'm like, oh, shit, how do I write a script? <laughs> um, so that voice is Krista Brown. Krista... What you been doing? Hi. You're definitely you're you're still doing the halos every now and again, though, right? Oh well, as you know, yesterday mm-hmm. David and I worked on a super secret Halo project. I'm pretty for sure we told people about that. Didn't hours. We? Didn't we? I, don't I don't know, know if this has been officially announced yet, though. Yeah, we we got a new thing for Mission Deep. That's all I've been doing. Really, we have a new thing for Mission Debrief coming up. So we've been playing some Halo for that and recording some sessions. So that's pretty much all I, I've You've been playing Halo for Mission Debrief. Yeah, it's I pretty know. Re- it's pretty unique, oh my dude. God. It, was, it felt weird. It felt weird seeing that. <laughs> seeing <laughs> was that. Was the first mission. time? How, how? When was the last time you guys actually recorded? Because I know we've been oh. kind of re-releasing the episodes on YouTube almost over the past year? like year. No, not. Maybe not a year break. We had a, we had a couple of months break. It felt weird when I saw like the mission debrief chat pop up on my phone again. I'm like, oh man, I haven't seen, I haven't seen that that symbol icon pop up on my phone in a while. Man, oh man, that's cool. Colin bringing it back. Colin, bringing yeah, it back. yeah. He's he's very um, he's very eager to get mission debrief back up and running. Yeah, and we recruited a newbie, um, which is great. So Matt's been kind of working with us. So um, that's been pretty pretty interesting. Oh, nice. Um, so I've been spending a lot of more time with Matt. So that was kind of nice. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, I haven't done anything else, Krista, in terms of like Halo stuff. Um, uh, reading books, reading the only comics, extra, that kind of stuff. The only extra books. stuff I've been doing is just, I went through all of the Master Chief Collection games and got the par time oh, on everything. Oh, that's right. Yeah, nice one. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, I was just bored. I'm just like, I don't <laughs> feel like playing anything that's going to take up a lot of mental bandwidth. So I put on Netflix and I just did that. It you was just great. Stream, speed run the games. Yeah, I just I just sped ran the games. I relaxed. It was great. Um, there's a couple other achievements I might go for. I got all the skulls in Halo CEA, so I might go for uh, Halo Two next, just to go skull hunting. But you know, just kind of these the achievements that aren't very difficult but just take time. Yep. Those are the ones I'm focusing on. Okay. Nicely done. Uh, all right, so we shall now talk about our dossier. So I will also hand it back to Krista. So, Krista, what are we talking about today? Well, today we're talking about something that I enjoy very immensely. We're talking about the man, the myth, the monitor, <gasps> three four three guilty spark. <laughs> that was pretty good. AKA you could have, you could have went the yeah yeah. Oh man, that was pretty good. That was good. Yeah, that can't, that was that wasn't scripted at all. I'm just a genius, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so this is episode four of our character dossier series. Of course, we're gonna go over Guilty Spark and all of his other um, aliases from over the years. Spoilers. Um, of course, there are going to be numerous spoilers from the Forerunner trilogy, original Halo trilogy, and the Ryan Forge saga, which include 
Renegades, and Point of Light. Um, if you care about spoilers from any of those um, areas of Halo, I highly suggest you go and consume that media as quickly as possible because it is an amazing story that is being told. So, as we know, Guilty Spark is the blue flying bulb that shows up halfway through Halo CE and torments you all the way through the end of Halo 3. But that is not where his story ends. It actually expands surprisingly way beyond Halo 3. Like, when I... I never expected this character to go beyond Halo 3, honestly, with the way it ended. But yeah. they've surprisingly integrated him into the lore so very well. He's probably one of the most interesting characters in all of Halo lore. Definitely. he's, But, like, he's been, like, randomly more interesting. Because, like, he, he was obviously interesting in the first game. And, like, as, like, a little AI that kind of, like, an antagonist for you. Like, as with a voice, like a character you could interact with. Not just, like... The flood were like nothing really to interact with. He was also kind of exposition man because yeah, he told you a lot of stuff. He's he's throwing good facts around every so often. Exactly. Yeah, he he was great for that. And then obviously his character get got kind of like he like what he was changed over the course of the games, and then like the extended lore kind of like took this character and just went crazy with him. And it's amazing because almost every um every book that has included 343 Guilty Spark, he's always been a reveal, right? Yeah. In the original Forerunner trilogy, it's a reveal of who Guilty Spark is. And then, of course, in Renegades, it's a reveal of who, you know, shows up. So I I really like it. He always... Te- it's always a surprise when he pops up. It's always like, what? Who? You're here now? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> hey, that's great. He also just has such a unique, like, life. Um, because there's so much content and kind of the, the, the centuries and millennia that he's been through that he he has this unique perspective and it just makes him a more interesting character to, to learn about. Yeah, so I guess let's jump right into the Forerunner trilogy. So as you may or may not know, 343 Guilty Spark did not start off as an Insilla or a Forerunner monitor. He was originally a human named Chakas who was born on Erda Tyrene towards the end of the Forerunner Flood War. Um, at that point, Erda, the humanity had been um, kind of de-evolutioned by the Forerunners. So it was a very primitive society. Not quite cavemen, kind of in between like the caveman period and the like agriculture period where we actually had some kind of civilization going on was kind of the vibe you get from the original Forerunner trilogy when they're talking about humanity. So humanity's not in a great place right now. Um, They obviously think that, you know, the Forerunners are these crazy, like, beings that aren't quite gods, but are kind of assholes at the same time. Um, Chakos had a family, he had a friend named Riser, and of course, he was always looking for ways to make more money to benefit his family. Um, Of course... You know, he, he at one point he kind of wanted to rob a Forerunner and take all their treasures, but that nice. didn't actually end up panning out for him very well. That's what I would have done. Yeah, takes balls, though. Takes, takes balls to do something like that. <laughs> but um, it's very evident very quickly in the Forerunner trilogy that pretty much everything is clandestined that is happening. So uh, Chakas has a guillash, and of course the Forerunner that eventually becomes the Isodidact, Born Stellar, also has a guillash. So... 
Born Stellar arrives on uh, on um, Heir to Tyrene with Chakas. And Born Stellar's like, I'm looking for treasure. And Chakas is like, wow, <laughs> I am also looking for treasure. And then Riser, Chakas' friend, is like, I too am looking for treasure. So they go off treasure hunting. Uh, and they, you know, you know, they, you know, when kids go out treasure hunting, it's pretty fun. You know, you find something cool. They found something cool. They found the UR didact. Um, you know, just hanging out. <laughs> kind of like the Goonies. Just think of it like that. Yeah, <laughs> they were. They was very Goonies. Um, so they found the UR didact. Born Stellar, Chakas, and Riser. Uh, and that's kind of where things uh, take a turn. So sure the UR didact get everyone into a whole lot of shit. Just a whole lot. There's a lot of Forerunner politics going on. The Flood is, of course, being the Flood, and the uh, entire government of the Forerunners are trying to figure out exactly how to deal with everything. Um, at this point, the Senescent Halo Array has been built by the Master Builder, and, you know, throughout their adventures, they end up going to Installation 07. And that is the start of the second Forerunner book, which is Primordium, which is basically um, Chakos's magical adventure around Installation 07. And that's where a lot of his um, history comes from, really, and kind of one of the reasons why Installation 07 is very important, because the Forerunners, the Flood, and Humanity was present on this ring. So Humanity was almost, almost kind of like a zoo kind of thing. There was a bunch of different animals and stuff like that contained on Installation 07, but... Chakas is obviously trying to find a way to get back to Born Stellar, who is no longer with them, and Riser is with Chakas at this time. Um, and they end up going on a magical adventure and end up facing the Primordial, who is a precursor and kind of floody as well. Um, and of course, you know, you're not going to go out of uh, facing the Primordial, a very healthy person. Uh, so... The Primordial basically mortally wounded and broke down Chakos mentally. At this point, Born Stellar has been made into the Isodidact, so as an act of mercy for his old friend, he saves Chakos by transferring his being into the shell of a monitor and giving him additional personality strings. So, at this point, Chakos is no longer human. He is now a monitor called Chakos. Monitor Chakos was assigned to serve as a record keeper to the librarian. And then, of course, when the rings are eventually fired, Born Stellar decides to reassign Chakos and give him the name 343 Guilty Spark and assign him to Installation 04. Now, in order, one of the most important things the Forerunners did was compartmentalize all of their information so that if the Flood were to overwhelm or um, take over one installation, the Flood would not have access to all of the Forerunners' knowledge. And this also, you know, happened to the Monitors as well. So, upon firing the installation, large portions of Guilty Spark's memory were suppressed and compartmentalized as a precaution against the Flood the Flood, and the Logic Plague. So at this point, Chakas really isn't Chakas anymore. A lot of his personality is diminished. A lot of his memories are completely gone. They're still within his, within his mind, but they are no longer accessible to him. And of course, the most prominent uh, personality strings are the ones to, you know, make sure the installation's working, taking care of it, 
all of the different protocols and stuff that needed to be in place for Installation 04. So, of course, this completely broken human being, who is now not a human being anymore and has probably more uh, coding in him than actual human memory, gets to hang out on this installation by himself for 101,217 years. And, um... Nice. It's not gonna... It's not gonna give, put you to a healthy state mentally with all that stuff going on. So... Oh, man. Think how many video games like could get done in that time. Just I leave me alone. So they didn't Just even... They didn't even leave him with video games, 101,000 years. Mm. And also, as a monitor, I'm sure he can kind of, you know, play those games and beat them more quickly. Mm. He can't even do that. Remember, the domain is unaccessible. There's no internet for this guy. That's perfect. Oh, Why do you need yeah. the internet? Right? Single player games. Like, There's no on. video games. There's no internet. How is he supposed no to download single player games? games? Online what? only. This is the future, David. He, <laughs> and, and and so are the only interaction that Guilty Spark has is like the other monitors, which still isn't you know that frequent over a hundred thousand years. But I, I mean that that's really the only other entity that he's ever spoken to in this long span of time yeah so unfortunately some of the other installations have other monitors located on them installation 04 and all of the neoteric array i think one through six do not include this so there's one monitor per ring the monitors do have check-ins every whatever cycles or whatever so of course that didn't end up panning out especially yeah, towards the end of, of his um yeah, especially towards the end of this day. Um, the only other, like, interaction he really had was, if you remember in the Halo CE terminal, there is a ship that crashes on Installation 04, but Protocol dictated him to not approach the vessel at all and to let whatever beings are inside to either show themselves or not show themselves. Unfortunately, they did not show themselves, and... Guilty Sparks protocol told him not to make any kind of contact. So um, after that, Guilty Sparks said, I'm going to ignore that particular protocol. So next time I can actually talk to someone. And that's one of the reasons why Guilty Spark makes uh, contact with the Pillar of Autumn pretty much once it uh, enters the system. So uh, I did not know he, that. That's interesting. Yeah. So he um, he's not doing too well at this point. <laughs> He's not having fun. He's not. Of course, we've seen all the we've seen the Halo CE terminals, which kind of dick, which kind of um, tell us what ha what happened during this time. And Guilty Spark pretty much just thinks about, oh, I wish I had a friend. You know what? I'm bored. I'm just gonna you know eject parts of the Halo for fun. So he just kind of does stuff like that to keep himself entertained. <laughs> he also can shut himself down for long periods of time, but. He does have to be active to some regard in order to make sure the uh, installation is properly monitored. So, uh, Bornsteller really did a huge act of mercy in saving Chakas when he did. 100%. Oh, man. It was really more of a curse for poor Guilty Spark. So, we all know the events of Halo 1. Uh, the Pillar of Autumn crashes on installation 04. Um, Guilty Spark contacts them a little bit but kind of stays out of the picture until the flood is released in which guilty spark makes contact with the master chief they go get the uh activation index for the installation which is when cortana's like oh this is what the ring really does and guilty spark's like what the fuck you didn't know that and then she's like oh shit i'm gonna destroy the ring and then guilty spark's like oh hell no and then they of course have kind of a uh, back and forth game throughout the rest of the uh game until 
Chief ends up blowing up the ring, and then Guilty Spark is really sad. So, being really sad, Guilty Spark escapes the ring and goes on a magical adventure and meets <laughs> the heretic leader, Sese Rafume. Uh, if you remember, the uh, this goes into the terminals in Halo 2. Well, he wasn't um, a heretic he... until he met this guy. So. It's true, but it's kind of how you <laughs> define this. I mean... That's a good point. Become... <laughs> it is, that, is, that is very true. So That's funny. Guilty Spark, in the neighboring... Um, the neighboring gas giant has a huge Forerunner installation on it that uh, is, I think, a fuel station. That's what I thought it was, where, yeah. Which is where a bunch of uh, Covenant are stationed in order to, you know, benefit from the fuel that is being created yeah, on the gas giant. Think, yeah, they're harvesting it to, you know, yeah, do their thing. Yeah, well, the Covenant, the Covenant have to have, because they use so much plasma, they have to have all of these different, like, recharging stations throughout the galaxy and so i think that's kind of why they posted up there just using the already available technology in order to benefit themselves so guilty spark shows up and the uh, sese rafume is like what the fuck who the hell are you and he's like i'm the monitor of installation zero four my name is three four three guilty spark and he's like oh you're an oracle guilty spark's like what the fuck are you talking about sese rafume is like oh yeah the great journey and shit and guilty spark's like what the fuck are you talking about? Sensei's <laughs> like, we're gonna activate the rings and we're gonna, you know, ascend and be gods. Guilty Spark's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so, Guilty Spark pretty much gives Sensei Rifume the truth that the prophets did not want to tell the elites that the Halos kill everyone, the Forerunners were not gods, they were just highly advanced, you know, this and that. So, that creates, of course, the entire huge heretic plot that is going on in Halo 2. So at the start of Halo 2, Guilty Spark is hanging out with the heretics, and of course, like, you as Arbiter just see him flying around, you're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Guilty Spark's like, hi, I'm the monitor of Installation 04. Let's be friends. Yeah, and let's be friends. And then uh, Tartarus, of course, takes Guilty Spark pretty much away right then and there, because the prophets have kind of figured out that the Oracle talking to the elites has caused them to be heretics and betray the Covenant because, of course, the Monitor is going to tell them the truth. So, that ha- that having happened, uh, for, a, for a quick stunt, uh, Guilty Spark is with the Hierarchs, and eventually, do they just let him go? I'm trying to think Or does the Arbiter break him out? I don't you just leave? They, um, I think he travels um, with everybody um, up until they get to the well, Ark. Well, I'm no? talking about like when Truth has the monitor captured. Truth has him captured for a quick stint. And yeah. then at, by the end of Halo 2... Oh, well, no, no. Yeah, here's what happens. Well, Because he's with Tartarus. And then when the Arbiter kills Tartarus... Um, oh, he just you takes have Johnson. It. You have Johnson oh, and Miranda yeah. there, there and go. they deactivate the ring, and then that's when Spark says, "Oh, everything's going into standby mode, and we have to go to the Ark." So by that okay. point, Guilty Spark is quote unquote with us, um, with Johnson and Miranda. Okay, so yes, so Truth takes Guilty Spark. Guilty Spark helps them walk through how to unlock the installation. Uh, so at the very end of the game, when you're trying to stop Tartarus from activating the installation, uh, the monitor 
is there, and of course Tartarus just fucking chucks the monitor at them at one point. It's just a fucking mess. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. And of course, like the monitor, like Johnson hanging on to Guilty Spark and flying him over and shit like that. It's that was just so cool. Funny. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. It's really funny. So Guilty Spark is quote unquote on our side. He wants to get to the Ark. He wants to stop the Covenant because, of course, like. If there's no need to activate the ring, of course, Guilty Spark's like, well, why the fuck are you doing that? That's kind of dumb. So, post uh, Halo 2, Guilty Spark is hanging out with Ratas Vadum, or the Shipmaster, at Installation 05 to oversee containment. And then, of course, when an infective ship escapes containment and lands on Earth, they give chase. So, if you remember in Halo 3, once the after the uh, that first floody mission... Guilty Spark just randomly shows up and is like, oh, hi, I'm back. John's like, the fuck you doing here? Yeah. So um, everything's going pretty well up until the very last moments of Halo 3 when uh, Installation 04 is reborn. Guilty Spark's super happy because now all of his protocols can be intact again and he has his ring to take care of. And John is just like, we have to fire this now. And it might explode the whole ring. And Guilty Spark's like, mm, no. And then, of course, we kill Guilty Spark at that point. So we laser the fuck out of Guilty Spark for killing Johnson, R.I.P. And uh, Guilty Spark explodes. And we escape the ring. And that is kind of the last we really hear from 343 Guilty Spark. Until we go back to the Forerunner trilogy. Oh my god. Very Guilty briefly. Spark yeah, has... this is this is the end of this is when the Rubicon, is that what they Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is so post Halo three, I don't know how his um carapace survives the entire explosion and firing of installation zero four, but it does. Well it's um, not designed to like wipe out mechanical. That's true, but stuff. the entire ring like explodes itself. That's true. Yeah, and they were and it went to kill the flood and i think they also their their humanity's intention was to also kind of damage the foundry so they couldn't rebuild a ring since the ring was in there even though the monitors ended up doing that anyway but yeah it is kind of a little question mark there but i mean the ring itself like the pulse from the ring wouldn't kill him but there's so many subsequent stuff that it's i mean it's he's heavily heavily damaged but But he does end up surviving yeah, yeah. It's just more than just the pulse, I think, is activated because the ring isn't completely built. So Fair enough. It's, I think the pulse goes out, but then the ring in and of itself just yeah, explodes it just because it doesn't, it doesn't do the right thing. So that's why we had to do the whole warthog run at the end and jump into the forward onto Dawn and fly away. Yeah. The ring is not completely built. And if the ring was completely built, Guilty Spark would have had no problem just firing the ring. But unfortunately, because after firing the ring, the ring itself destabilized and didn't work anymore, Guilty Spark was not okay with that. Yeah, yeah. So, now we move on to the end of Primordium. So, post-Halo 3, the damaged armature was discovered by the crew of the Rubicon as they were just kind of searching through the wreckage of Installation 08 and uh, what was going on with the Ark. Um, Guilty Spark, who was extremely damaged, didn't really even know who he was at times. 
um, kind of told them his story. So at this point, he was so damaged that all the different firewalls and compartmentalization that had been keeping him from remembering everything have kind of been released. And he remembers some of it. So he's basically able to retell the entire Forerunner trilogy to them. And that becomes known as the Born Stellar relation within the canon of Halo, which is super cool. That's pretty that. cool, yeah. So, of course, after telling him his story, Guilty Spark kind of realizes something. He realizes that the librarian may still have a, you know, something for him to do. Because at this point, Guilty Spark knows that pretty much everything that's happened up until now has been a guillage that the librarian has given him. So at this point, he takes control of the Rubicon and goes looking for the librarian. So he heads to Etrin Harbridge. Unfortunately, he never gets to Etrin Harbridge because the Rubicon's uh, crew decide to retaliate. The Rubicon crashes. All hands are killed except for Guilty Spark, who is able to craft an armager body for himself and just kind of just kind of do that. He just kind of does that. So at this point, Guilty Spark is more of an AI than a monitor at this point. Yeah, he's so, completely kind of broken free of those shackles. Yes, he has. He's kind of rebuilt himself. He knows who he is. He knows he was Chakas. He knows he was Guilty Spark. And now he's honestly pretty much a different character at this point. So this would be the third kind of, I guess, version of this character. He just calls him Spark now. Yeah, he's almost reincarnated. I guess rebirth himself. is a better... It's, it's, it's kind of complicated. His third, but his he, third form... Yeah, 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 yeah. This is his third form. He calls himself, um, he calls himself Spark at this point. He's dropped the guilty Spark in the 343 from his name. So, um, this is when Renegades picks up. So, in 2557, the Ace of Spades, um, recovers 343 guilty Spark, and he convinces them to help him find the librarian. In exchange, he will help Ryan find her father, Sergeant Forge. Um, that is a plot from Halo Wars 1, Sergeant Forge. So, they go on kind of this crazy magical adventure where they, of course, go to the shield world where Halo Wars took place. They're looking for Ryan's father. They find a little bit. They do all this crazy Forerunner stuff. Of course, at the very end of the book, they end up on Earth. They are hunted by Oni because Oni knows they have Guilty Spark at this point or just Spark. And Oni is not happy. They're like, they have a Forerunner AI, and that is not good in our books. Yeah. So uh, they're 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 running um, throughout their journey. Gil Guilty Spark and uh, Rubicon and all of these different Forerunner artifacts have kind of led them to Earth to find in personality imprint of a librarian. The librarian is super impressed with Guilty Spark. She's just like, wow, I didn't expect you to get this far. <laughs> But uh, Guilty Spark has kind of um, came over the guillage and the destiny set by him from the librarian as, and has grown to become his own being. Uh, at this point, we find out that Spark really, the only thing he wants to do is kind of be at peace with his friends, Riser and Venivra. We haven't talked about Venivra, but she came in during their journey on Installation 07. The librarian assures him that his friends are at peace and he can either... Returned to return to the domain and go with her to the absolute record, or stay with the Ace of Spades crew. And then, of course, at this point, Guilty Spark realizes that it's not about the journey; it's about the friends you make along Aww. the way. <laughs> and he stays with the crew of the Ace of Spades. But this is not the end of his story. 
this is going into Point of Light, so if you have not read Point of Light, this is probably the most recent Halo book that's come out. So it is the most recent book that's come out. So this is major, major spoilers for that. Um, so the Ace of Spades has continued to look for Ryan Forge's father for quite some time at this point. After six months, Guilty Spark says, hey, we had a deal, Ryan. You said that we would continue looking for your father and Spirit of Fire. And I need to get this, figure out what this key that the librarian imprint has given me. So, Ryan's not too happy about it, but she's like, you know, a deal's a deal. We're gonna go figure out what where this key leads. And boy, does this key lead places. The first place it leads them is Installation 07. Right back to where it kind of has all begun for poor Chakos and 343 Guilty Spark. Of course, Installation 07 is not the best place for uh, Spark. He is not very happy to be there. He is remembering all this fucked up shit that's happened on zero insta Installation 07. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's not a good place for him. So he's remembering all this. He's remembering those head of, who had suffered and died and just all of the stuff that had happened. So they end up finding where the key goes in Installation 07. It leads them to another planet, which after a quite a uh, delay, Guilty Spark ends up there and Ryan is already there because... <laughs> Guilty Spark just lets Ryan be consumed by the uh, slip space portal that just happens to open when the key is activated. But at the end of their journey, after going through many planets, many trials and tribulations with the uh, crew of the Ace of Spades, Guilty Spark and Ryan are able to figure out exactly where the key leads. And the key leads to a place called Bastion. And if you are not familiar with Bastion, you may remember it being um, mentioned a couple times in Halo 5. That's the first time it was really talked about. So, Bastion is a forerunner replica of Earth made by the librarian for an unknown purpose. Kind of her lab, kind of a weird experiment. We're not exactly sure why she built it other than just a weird pet project or something like that, but its uh, true purpose is really yet to be revealed. So, uh, and of course, Bastion needs a new caretaker. And they ask Spark, the monitors of Bastion, ask Spark to become the monitor of Bastion. Of course, this is almost the perfect place for Guilty Spark because Guilty Spark is not quite Forerunner, not quite human, and Bastion is not quite Earth and not quite a Forerunner planet. It's almost a perfect place for Guilty Spark to be, unfortunately. So, unfortunately, Guilty Spark has to leave. He has to stay with Bastion, and because of the Guardian Uprising, Bastion has to be moved to an unknown location. After all they've been through, Ryan and Guilty Spark say a very heartfelt goodbye to each other, and Guilty Spark heads off into places unknown. No. Which completely takes him out of the running to be in Halo Infinite, so it's not happening. <laughs> and that's the long and the sh very short of what kind of Guilty Spark's character, Spark, Chakos, and Guilty Spark are. Uh, he has probably one of the most great redemption arcs. He has a great origin. There's just so much to this character and outside of what happens in the game. Definitely, like, the longest character arc in any show, in, a, in any series. Yeah, There's no way 100%. there's another 
Not a series this out there. This guy has like but... four books and three games. Spanning hundreds and thousands Five. of years. Like, crazy. Why? Five books. Five. Yeah, the Forerunner trilogy and then Renegades and... I guess he's in the last Forerunner book a little bit. Yeah, and and you, you could even say that he's kind of in um, Hunters of the Dark a little bit. Because I think they mentioned the Rubicon. Well, he's definitely I guess not, in I guess uh, he's not The Flood really as well. It. He's in the flood but, too, so six books. True. So, but but yes, very very much like long spanning character, and and just like his his story just continues and continues, and we got to know who he is, where he came from, and then got to get more story from kind of after after the kind of major events. Um, but he's also in like the terminals and he's kind of like the pseudo main character as he kind of tells the, you know, additional stories through the different terminals and the anniversary games. So yeah, Sparks, very, very influential and, and prominent character in the, in the Halo series. And so it's, it's amazing like how much it, how much influence he has. And he's he's so important in the first three games because he's basically the link to Forerunners. He's that expository character that at least gives you some hints on what the Forerunners were and what the hell's going on. You need a character like that to really guide you through what you're supposed to be doing. Um, and of course, he's just fucking sassy as hell. <laughs> this guy's so goddamn sassy. <laughs> he <laughs> really fantastic. does have a great personality. He, oh, it's so good throughout the games the books definitely do his personality justice he's he's an interesting character with a great personality and a lot of he's just a fun character he's really fun which is one of the reasons why i like him so much i think if you just play the first three halo games you don't really understand why so many people really really love this character i think it's one of those things that you have to experience the extended lore to really understand who this character is and why people love him so much. Also, I definitely have a bone to pick with Kelly Gay because now Guilty Spark's off the table. Completely off the table for Infinite and I'm so upset and sad. <laughs> that was my dream. It would be like Guilty Spark in chief like throwing it up on Installation man, oh man. 07. People's, people would have been scratching their heads if they were playing Infinite and all of a sudden 343 appeared it's fucking John would have been like, have wait, didn't I laser of... your face off when you lasered Johnson? That's true. There's probably a lot of gamers who don't, who wouldn't recognize him if he came back in the game because they would have I'm last seen him in Halo 3. I'm wondering how public knowledge it is that Guilty Spark did survive that, though. I'm wondering yeah. if that's, because it's obviously public knowledge to anyone who has any inkling about the extended lore of Halo, but I'm wondering how, um, if that's actually carried on to uh, non-lore people in the Halo community. Because some of the lore has. Some of the extended lore has become kind of just common knowledge for all of the Halo people. And I'm wondering if that's one of the bits. But either way, definitely not throwing it up on Halo in Halo Infinite, which is just so sad. Yeah. It would have been cool to see him show up as an armager and like be on your side and stuff. That would be cool be so cool or at least to just be your cortana for a little bit maybe i don't know oh man could you imagine how weird that would be it'd be so weird but i would love to have him in my head narr narrating the stuff i do oh man john would but maybe like that's that. just me you're like you fucking killed johnson you dick 
I mean, that wasn't technically him. That was like protocol crazy, mm. you know. I don't know. No, man, he killed Johnson. <laughs> ah, shit. But he has such a great um, redemption arc. Don't forget the redemption arc. Uh-huh. John wouldn't be aware of any of that, though. Redemption. Rede- okay, redemption. Sorry. My bad. Yeah, I I hope I summarized that enough. There was a lot to get through, and I didn't want to... There really was. I mean, we, we could have, you know, gone into the thick of it all, but, I mean, as in terms of a highlight and a g- general sort of... Uh, tale i mean i think he did a pretty good job and it, it hits all the major points and and yeah if anyone who hasn't read any of these books but kind of generally knows the story highly 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 recommend renegades in point of light and then if you just want to know where this guy came from as well as just general forerunner foundation and just early early prehistory like the foreigner of sagas of course like that's that's what it was written for so um so much good content out there that 343 is a part of <laughs> yeah and then go listen to our kelly gay interviews because those are really fucking cool where uh, she talked yeah, about like we got bringing spark back into the lore that reveal that was a big deal back in um what am i trying to say yeah yeah fuck oh, so good god i remember reading that and i'm just like oh my god (laughs) instantly i'm like this is my new favorite book i was like on reddit and like there were posts that were like you know which part this is or so to speak or like you'll know when you read it like shocking yeah you know when you get renegades and then i go into our chat and i was like guys apparently there's like a shocking moment in renegades and then we're like yes everyone read it we need to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) have you read it yet you'll know it when you know it it was it, it was a really good moment for uh, just Halo lore in general. I love moments like that when kind of everyone realizes something huge at the same time and everyone's like, oh shit, let's talk about it. Yeah, no, totally. It was definitely... I mean, we even got a little bit of that with uh, Point of Light as well in terms of um, Bastion and, and Eden and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, it was great to things. get so many questions answered and then have him like... Yeah, it's a, it's a nice exit for him. Like, you could totally just leave him there if they never want. You can kind of, like, easily never go back. But um, obviously we want to. Because Yeah, I, I think it's it's definitely, like I kind of said, it's a good place for Guilty Spark to end up because it's a place that actually feels appropriate for his character because his character really doesn't belong with humanity. And his character really doesn't belong just at an installation, a regular installation, doing regular, like, Forerunner or Monitor stuff. So, as sad as it is, it does seem like a weird Forerunner Earth does seem like the best place for him to be hanging out. (laughs) True. I don't think he's by himself either, is he? He's got, like, those other... There's some other Monitors there um, that were part of the, um, the Audacity on the librarianship. Hmm. So they're just, they're more like memory imprints rather than being like actual people, but they didn't actually go to the surface in the book at all. So we don't even know if maybe there's like, I don't know, animals or something or humanity, like another librarian, like sect of humanity down there or something like that. So we don't really know what's on the surface. There's this huge, like orbital ring around uh, bastion. And that's kind of where they sat. They didn't actually go to the surface of the planet at all. Do we have any other closing statements? 
no, not particularly. He's pretty crazy. He's a great character. I like what they did with it. Great it's just character. so unnecessary, but it was like, wow, okay. Took me for a ride there. They went above no, and definitely. beyond for him. Hmm. Okay, Krista, thank you very much for that. Um, everyone else, this is pretty much it. We're going to sign ourselves off, so thank you very much for joining us. Um, like I mentioned at the top of the show, you can find every episode to all of our shows on our website, hellopodcastevolve.com. Um, you can search for their unique podcast feed too, should you so choose uh, if you want to listen to everything all in one feed there is a main feed obviously with Halo Podcast as well but everything on it you can find us on any podcast service of choice uh, once again special shout out to all our patrons thank you very much for supporting us and this show um, that's patreon.com forward slash Halo Podcast Evolved and finally we do have a voicemail service should you choose to use it you can it is 205 Evolved that's 205 386 sorry 205 386 5833 and you can leave us anything Halo related on that as well. Uh, and with that, I have been your host today, David. And until next time, Evolved. 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 <laughs>